Welcome to Geocache Adventures, the podcast where we explore everything geocaching. I'm your host, Shadow Dragon One. I love geocaching. If you're listening to this, you probably love it too. If you enjoy the podcast, consider sharing it with somebody that you think would love it. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and there's a Facebook group as well, so you can join in the fun and share your adventures. There's also a Patreon page that you can join and unlock exclusive content. Hi everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon one here, and today we're talking with my son, a cashier named Bubby Tilk. We've talked about geocaching with kids before. I thought it would be fun to talk to a kid about geocaching to get his point of view. Say hello to everybody. Hi. Okay, Bubby. So, what do you like best about geocaching? I like what I like about geocaching is I like how I like how like you can do different things and like you can hide it pretty much anywhere. What do you like least about geocaching? Going on the hiking part. <laughs> That's why we don't do a lot of hiking ones. What is your favorite type of geocache to do? Big ones. The big ones where we can trade a lot of swag? Yeah. That's kind of one of your favorite parts about going out is trading swag, isn't it? Uh-huh. What do you think about the geocaching events we've gone to? I really like them. What do you think about this year we went to Geo Woodstock and they had the Bigfoot stuff? What do you think about that? I really, 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 really liked it. Okay. Why do you like the big events? Because it's fun. It's fun because, like, normally you get... It's because it's in cool places normally, and I like cool places. So you like that we get to go to different places for them? Yeah. Okay, sometimes, not always, but sometimes we take our goat, our geo goat star with us. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it when we take star with us? It's funny because no one probably has ever seen a goat before at a live geocaching event. Well, we've really taken her to one event, but you should, well, we've taken her to two events, but we've yeah. taken her geocaching. What do your friends at school think about you having a goat? They never knew I had one, and they think it's super cool. How does it make you feel when we have trouble finding a geocache? Kind of sad and kind of excited and kind of not. Kind of excited when we have trouble finding it? It makes it more funner. Okay, so... If it's a little harder to find, it's more fun as long as we still find it? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. How do you feel when we find a geocache that's supposed to be big enough to have swag in it, but there's no swag in it to trade? Sad. Yeah. What what do we do when that happens? We normally have, like, extra stuff in the car, and we can put, like, swag and stuff in cache. Yeah, we put extra swag in the cache so the next people who find it have something that they can find, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel a little better doing that? Yeah. If there are some kids out there, let's say some parents want to try geocaching with their kids and their kids have not d- gone yet. 
what do you think the parents should do to make it fun for the kids? Maybe find a big enough one to, like, get, like, trade in something to get a little toy or something. Yeah. What do you think about the earth caches we do, where we go to a spot and we read about the geology on the cache page? I don't know, kind of boring. You find those kind of boring? Yeah. What about when we do the adventure labs and it takes us to different places? Do you like those? Yeah. Why do you like those? Because, like, it takes you to different places. And, like, I just like it. So you like that you get to see different things? Yeah. Okay. And the same thing with the virtual caches. That takes us to something like a statue or something different that you get to see? Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite geocache that we have done? Can you think of one? No. Okay. How about the one we found recently that was called the Pinball Wizard? Um, That's probably my top ten. Your top ten? Can you tell us what that one was? It was like where there's this PVC pipe, and it was wrapped with like camo tape, and it had the spring-loaded piston kind of, and you would pull it back, and then it would hit like where there was a 3D printed ball, and you would have to pull it back hard enough so it would hit the ball, and the ball would fall out for you to get it. And then what did you do with the ball? You would unscrew it and you would sign the log so the log was inside the 3d printed ball yeah so that was a gadget cache did you like that yeah is there anything else that you want to tell people about geocaching not that i can think of not that you can think of okay well thank you for coming on the podcast any other things you want to share to us about what you think about geocaching? No, bye. <laughs> okay, thanks, kiddo. So that was my kiddo. That was geocaching from his point of view. So here's what I took away from that and what maybe will help you geocaching with your kids. Taking them to larger caches where they can trade swag is something that I think all kids love, even a lot of adults love trading swag and you can get them involved in the swag making or buying by taking them to like the party section of a store and letting them pick out some little trinkets to buy or finding little trinkets at Goodwill or making swag. There's all kinds of different ways that you can get kids involved in making swag. Uh, even younger kids just by painting rocks and different things like that. You can look up on Pinterest or Google for different ideas. Um, shrinky dinks are a great thing that kids can do. And you can make those a swag. Or if you have melting beads or fuse beads, you can make swag out of that. And kids love those things. And they're a lot of fun to finding caches too. So trading swag, larger caches where you can trade swag at. I know a lot of areas don't always have regular or large size caches so if you try to find stay away from the micros try to find small or regular if possible and as you heard the the virtual caches the adventure labs where you get to go and see new things experience new things can be a lot of fun for kids 
maybe steer away from the earth caches. Uh, he gets a little bored with the earth caches because, you know, he's he's nine. <laughs> if you got older kids, they might like that more. If you can find one that's more geared towards fossils or dinosaurs or something like that, uh, a kid might enjoy that more. Um, I have not tried to do puzzle caches with him yet, at least not ones where he's involved in the puzzle solving, because a lot of the ones around here are more difficult. If you have older kids, you can get them involved in trying to help you solve the puzzles. That might be something fun to do. Gadget caches can be a lot of fun to take kids to, like the pinball one we did. Uh, it was it was a simple PVC tube with a plunger and like he said you had to pull the plunger back far enough and release it and the little 3d printed ball would pop out and you'd open up the ball and the ball held the log it was pretty cool knowing your kids limits is important i know when i have him unless i'm doing an adventure lab and i've got like five spots i'm gonna get you know i'm kind of limited on how many geocaches i'm gonna get with him on a given day um, it, if I take him to one of the big mega events, I try to always make sure there's something geared towards him that he can do. Um, a couple of the mega events that we've been to, one of the MOGAs and also Geo Woodstock, we're in Owensboro, Kentucky, and there's an amazing park and playground down there. So when I'm taking him to mega events, I try to make sure there's something there that he can do too. The Geo Woodstock that I took him to had a big Bigfoot theme. He's very into Bigfoot right now. So when they had a talk uh, that was given by the Bigfoot research um, organization in that area, he was definitely wanting to do that. So I took him to that. And then there was an adventure lab that geared towards areas where there had been Bigfoot sightings. And he had a lot of fun doing that because we could intertwine something that he really enjoyed in with the geocaching so if you can find a way to incorporate something else that they love in with the geocaching it's a win-win if they do like going hiking that is you know a great way to incorporate hiking and geocaching my kid's not so big on that part right now something that you can do if they do like going out into the woods and hiking even if they're a bit younger um, taking like painter's tape or masking tape, if you can get the wider tape, and put it around their wrist, but put it sticky side out, and then they can go along and let them pick up things and stick to that tape to take home, and it kind of makes a nature bracelet, and then you guys can take those items, and you can talk about why they picked them up, they can, you know, have a little collection box of things in it or you can do like a scavenger hunt with it and they stick their things on there there's different things you can do to help kind of entertain them as they're on the hike or the walk you can invite some of their friends to go with you so they have a buddy to hang out with they may enjoy that it might make the geocaching experience more fun for them because they can share something that they enjoy with a friend Seeking out geocaches with higher favorite points, because uh, you know that's going to take you to a neat cache or a neat location, is something good to do with kids. 
Um, if you have younger kids, make sure you're really watching those DT combos. You don't want to get something that's too hard or too difficult for them to be able to enjoy. If you have older kids, you can do some of those higher DT combos if your kid is capable of them. You have to keep your kid's capabilities in mind when you take them geocaching, just like when you take anybody geocaching with you. Um, it can be a lot of fun to do it as a family activity. It can be a lot of fun to do it solo. It can be a lot of fun to do it with friends. Geocaching is for everybody. It's inclusive. That's one of the great things about it. But you have to think about who you're caching with and sort of cater that caching experience to who you're with, with your kids or your muggles or, or whoever. So there you kind of have it. We've talked about geocaching with kids before on this podcast. I talked about it back in season one, um, episode six, geocaching mom, geocaching with my five-year-old, where I talked about how I got started geocaching with my son and what that experience was like at the beginning. And I talked about it in season three, episode nine, when I had the geocaching mom roundtable, where I talked to geocaching moms um, Angie, Lenice, and Kelsey, but I thought it would be fun to hear it from a kid's point of view for once, and you know, it's going to be different for every kid, just like it's different for every cashier, but if you just, you know your kid, you know what they like, you know their abilities, and you can really have a fun time geocaching with them as long as you make it about them. I know it can be really hard when you're geocaching with especially little kids. I struggled with it where you're at the cache and you see it and you want to go just straight to it and find it and grab it. But you, you know, trying to rein yourself in and let them find it, help them find it. It, it can be hard sometimes. And I get that. So, you know, you got to know yourself too. And I do enjoy geocaching by myself sometimes because you know it's like self-care in a way it can just be a time to just have some time to yourself and just relax and breathe and enjoy nature but it's a great activity to do with your kids too and I love taking him with me it's a lot of fun but I definitely change the way I geocache when I have him with me versus when it's just by myself and I think a lot of parents would say that but there it is geocaching from a kid's point of view I hope you enjoyed hearing from my kiddo also I wanted to tell you before I go about um, smashing pennies I did a post on uh, social media so you may have seen it um, you know those press pennies that you can get as souvenirs from different places like the zoo or the science center there is smashingpennies.net has these really neat geocaching ones and this is not a paid advertisement I got some of these pennies and I really like it so I've worked out a deal with Katrina who is the owner of smashing pennies so if you go to smashingpennies.net, you can check out all their cool designs. If you use the code geocacheadventures at checkout, case does not matter. It can be uppercase or lowercase. But if you use geocacheadventures at checkout, 
you will get 10% off your order. So I wanted to tell you about that. Also, I wanted to take a moment and talk about the, the holidays are coming up soon. Normally, the podcast would be on a break during the holidays. And from this point through the rest of the year until January, there wouldn't be anything. But I'm doing something a little bit different this time. So stay tuned for that and keep watched for more episodes to come. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, whatever you celebrate. I hope you enjoy it and have a great time. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to Patreon and search Geocache Adventures. And for starting at just $2 a month, you can support the podcast. Uh, that money goes to help paying for the fees that it takes to keep the podcast going. So the hosting fees, the website fees, you know, it's about $70 a month to keep the podcast running. So um, I'm going to tell you, I'm not making any money off of this. <laughs> this is a labor of love, people. But if you do want to support the podcast, that is a way you can do it. Or just go tell somebody about the podcast. Tell them about it so it keeps growing and it keeps going on. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Happy holidays, y'all. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon one If you'd like to get in touch, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or go to geocacheadventures.org and you can find the information on the contact page. Theme music is by The Travel Bugs. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and pictures all submitted by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself, and I love it. My favorite part is the little snippets on the edges of the articles on all the different pages. Those are my favorites. Just go to ftfgeo.com to check them out and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. 